0: Why should business sellers avoid seller financing? Imagine you are selling a business. There is one really important thing you're worried about, and that is getting paid. And there can be risks when you are doing seller financing, risks that result in you not getting paid. What is seller financing? It's when you agree that you will accept payments over time from the buyer of your business. So for example, you're selling a business and Mary comes along and Mary is going to buy your business. And let's say you're selling your business for a million dollars. So you say, all right, Mary, if you can come up with $100,000, I will finance the remaining 900,000. So essentially, It's going to be a loan, kind of like a mortgage, but a loan to Mary. And Mary's going to repay that. So let's say in this hypothetical that Mary gets all the shares right away. So she's 100% owner when she pays that $100,000. And then there's a promissory note. And that promissory note says, Mary, you need to pay the remaining $900,000 over, let's say, five years and let's say it's at a 5% interest rate or whatever the parties agree to. What happens if Mary stops making those payments? Or what happens if she has buyer's remorse and decides, you know what, the business isn't as good as I thought it was? Or what happens if Mary runs that business to the ground and now the business is worthless and Mary doesn't have the money to keep making the payments? Unfortunately... That's a a scenario that I've seen played out time and time again. In this scenario, often what happens is the buyer, we'll call her Mary, buys the business. But then she makes a number of changes, believing those changes will help the business. But for whatever reason, the business does not do as well under Mary as it did under the seller. Maybe it's because the changes Mary made were not helpful. Maybe they actually hurt. Maybe Mary decided to upgrade the technology within the company or make procedural changes or make human resource changes so she fired some employees and brought in some new folks. All of these things are very common but often they can result in a change in the profitability of the company. Mary believes they'll improve the profitability and if that's the case we have no problems. But, If the changes result in negative consequences to the company, Mary may not be able to continue making payments. But it might not just be that. Maybe the reason the problems start in the company after Mary takes over is Mary doesn't have the same personality, or Mary doesn't have the same relationships, or maybe there's something like COVID, or some big circumstance totally outside of Mary's control. Whatever the reason is, It is often the case that when a person buys a business, the business doesn't do as well as it did when it was run by the seller. So, are you as a seller willing to accept the risk that the buyer may not be able to pay you the amount that you've agreed to? That is often the risk with seller financing, because if there are problems and the buyer can't pay... And let's assume the company gets altered in a way that makes it less profitable. You now find yourself with a person who cannot afford to pay. They can file bankruptcy. And you find yourself with a business that's in shambles because it's gone through all the transition of going from under your management to a new buyer's management. And whatever changes have been implemented since that time, that might be firing of key employees, changing of technology, whatever. So, those are the reasons why seller financing can be very risky and why sellers should consider whether they want to accept that risk. But there are some ways to mitigate that risk. In other words, you can do seller financing in ways that avoid some of those problems. One way is to hold on to some control, some sort of management or have management shift or or gradually transition over time. That can actually work well, but it can be frustrating for the buyer because the buyer often wants to implement changes. And so often it makes sense for the potential buyer and seller to have a conversation about what does this transition period look like? The other reason that may not work well is the seller might say, I want to be done with this thing. I want to retire. I want to move to another state. Whatever the plans may be after running the business. Often a seller is selling because they're tired of running the business. And so they may not want to remain in management. They might say, hey, I'm willing to accept the risk of losing control over management. There's another thing that sellers can do to protect themselves in seller financing scenarios. Rather than immediately transferring all ownership to the buyer, the seller can say, I will transfer the shares upon final payment of the purchase price. So, for example, if the seller receives $100,000 as an upfront payment and then five years of payments, which include interest, for the remaining $900,000 in the million-dollar purchase price, The shares and the full ownership will not transfer to the buyer until after five years. Now, buyers may not be happy about that because ultimately it gives the owner, the seller, full control over the business and controlling that. But that is one protection that can be put in place. Sometimes there's some sort of hybrid where a percentage of shares will transfer each year as the buyer timely makes payments. Another alternative, this isn't called seller financing, but if the business is doing well and it has financial reports and history showing a profit, those reports can be presented to a bank. And then the bank can look at the creditworthiness of the business to determine whether to fund a large portion, let's say 90%, of the buyout. And this is often done through an SBA loan. So you get the SBA loan loan through your local bank. But the SBA backs that loan or guarantees that loan so that even if the buyer defaults on it, the bank isn't out 100% of the money. The bank is only out a portion of the money. And typically the SBA will guarantee more than half of the loan. So that allows banks to offer larger loans than they would otherwise do at lower interest rates than they would otherwise do. So an SBA loan is a great option for buyers because they have a lower interest rate and they get all the shares right up front. An SBA loan is also a great option for sellers because they get their cash up front. As I started out answering this question, one of the biggest concerns for a business seller is Am I going to get paid?" And so making sure that the seller gets paid is one of my top goals when representing a business seller. So to recap here, why should business sellers avoid seller financing? Because there's a substantial risk they won't get paid. But in this video I've talked about a number of ways that you can mitigate those risks. And if you are interested in additional information, you can take a look in the description below. We will post a link afterwards where you can get additional information about factors to consider when deciding what is the best way for your business sale to be financed. If you have other questions about things we've discussed or other legal topics or business topics, Topics of importance to entrepreneurs, CEOs, and leaders running companies. Please feel free to add them into the comments section below. I will use those questions to generate ideas and topics for future live Q&A sessions that you can watch right here. If you want to be alerted to the next live Q&A, you can subscribe on the YouTube channel and click notifications. You can subscribe to our newsletter to get an email update at aaronhall.com free. Or if you follow us on one of the other social media platforms, you may, if the platform allows it, get some sort of update regarding our next live Q&A. I'm Aaron Hall, an attorney for business owners and entrepreneurs. This is an educational program so that you can spot issues to discuss with your attorney avoid common problems in companies, and hopefully enjoy the rewards of a more successful company and life. Thanks for joining today.